0: Sox fans, here are the
1: Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to the 2021 predictions recap. We're going to be going over all of our preseason predictions, who we picked to win each division, who we had as wild cards, our World Series matchups, who we thought would win AL and Young, as well as the MVPs. We were way off on some of them, so there might be some roasting in this episode. Should be entertaining. And all five hosts are here tonight. Charlie Smith, Job Goddard, Andrew Dwan, Jason Kelly, and myself, Terry Cushman. We are going to get right into it. We will start with our division winners. Job, you are in the leadoff spot. Who did you pick to win the AL East, and how off were you? Okay, well,
2: surprise, surprise, it was not
1: the Boston Red
2: Sox. It was not the Tampa Bay Rays for me. And, in fact, I don't have it in front of me, so give me just a second to pull that up. Uh, I picked the Blue Jays. Um, Solid pick. I thought the Blue Jays, beginning of the season, after adding Robbie, Ray, were going to be an offense that no one could stop and that they were going to have just enough pitching to get there. Obviously, it took them until July to put together their pitching, and then at that point they had a mountain to climb. But that is still the league's best offense, uh, and they're going to be a force to reckon with moving forward I still think that they might win the division for the next couple of seasons
1: very possible Jason your pick for the AL East
3: uh yeah I picked the Yankees to win um so I was not the only one who picked the Yankees but uh I legitimately thought I thought looking at that lineup the lineup's decent the rotation wasn't great. I'll give you that. But with Garrett Cole at the front there, with the potential of Severino coming back at some point maybe, and I just, I, you know, I thought Judge was going to go off this year. I thought Stanton was going to maybe stay healthy this year. I expected a big year out of guys like labor Torres and some of their other guys, and it just never panned out. And I also just... I looked at the Yankees and I said, they're always going to be that team at the trade deadline that's going to add the big name. Like, they're going to go out and do something. And they did add at the deadline. They got Rizzo and they got Gallo, but Gallo was a nothing to their lineup. Rizzo gave them a little spark at first, but after that, he kind of tailed off. He really didn't give them anything. Um, Their bullpen was not as good as I thought. So, and at the end of the day, it's just... They've got Aaron freaking Boone as their manager. And I just, I feel like that team, as long as Aaron Boone is there, it's going to be the same thing. They're going to contend a little bit. They'll go on a run at some point. And everyone's going to say, oh, here come the Yankees. And then they'll collapse in September. And that's exactly what they did. It's just, I, I wish I had foreseen that a little bit more. I, I put probably too much faith in Aaron Boone. But yeah, the Yankees, I, 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 Unlike Job, I can't say that my pick is going to be around for, for next year or for many years going forward because I think the Yankees uh, are in trouble, especially now that Aaron Boone's just always going to come back and they're just never going to get rid of him. Three
2: you years sound upset on, about sir? that, Jason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm not upset. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that the Yankees are just kind of being like, yeah, this is good enough. We're okay. We're still putting butts in seats, so who cares about winning, right? Yeah. As long as we put butts in seats, it's like, it's surprising.
1: It's not great for the rivalry anyway, but uh, Andrew, go ahead. Your pick for the AL East.
0: Yeah, it was another Yankee pick there. Um, Mine was actually because I didn't believe in Toronto or Tampa Bay. I actually thought Tampa Bay was going to take a giant step back just after, you know, they made the world series and traded some of their best players away. And that turned out to be a lie. They were great but the Yankees definitely made a push there to make this pick not look so terrible. Uh, Luckily they didn't do anything with any of the assets they gave up. Uh, Rizzo is meh. And I, I mean, he definitely wants to be back, but I don't know if they want him back, especially if they can go out and trade for Matt Olson. Joey Gallo is hilarious. That's an adorable trade. And I, yeah, I, I don't think the Yankees are be that good. John Heyman said he had them as the favorite to land Robbie Ray today, which I don't see. And I think that'd be actually kind of risky for him. But um, yeah, I still think that there's going to be three teams better than the Yankees next year. They will not be my pick.
1: And the other thing too, that is surprising is judge and Stanton had a pretty good run of health this year and they still didn't do much. So, So, yeah, I am going to pat myself on the back because the next division is not going to go well for me. Uh, I was the only one who had the Tampa Bay Rays winning this division. I thought every team was flawed. I was very low on the Red Sox, as we'll get to later on. And I just thought if there was a bunch of flawed teams, nobody manages a flawed team better than Kevin Cash. And that was my reason for picking. Um, the Rays. They ended up winning the division fairly handily, so uh, feel good about that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so only only one correct pick there. Let's go ahead and move over. Hey Terry, t- yes. I also had the Yankees. Oh, <laughs> no! It's yeah, not we're good. moving past you. You yeah, not we, You're we not we important. I'm watching yeah. I'm so it,
4: man. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm you're just fine. warming up so, for
1: the next division on how bad Perfect. it's going to be for me. <laughs> But go ahead, I, Charlie. I'm sorry. I,
4: I, no, no, you're good. So I actually really uh, enjoyed that uh, Andrew is my favorite. It was a, an adorable. Joey Gallo was adorable. He actually did worse in New York than he did before coming there. Uh, and um, I don't really think that Rizzo made that much of an impact either. I think everybody really thought the Yankees were going to be a force. And assuming everything went well, the sticky substance kind of became uh, a worrisome issue in New York. But, uh, Terry, you and I, before uh, I think it was maybe a month and a half ago before uh, the season was over. That was one of the questions of the totally jitter call the cops. Do you think the Red Sox could finish a game ahead of both the Tampa Bay or sorry, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees. It ended up being that they finished a game ahead of just Toronto, but boy, was it close. Um, they're also not going to be my pick next year. I don't know if there's going to be three teams or two teams better but they're, they're not going to be headed in the right direction. There's just too much going wrong for that team.
1: It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, all of the teams have a good foundation to, to work off of. And, you know, so it, it'll be an interesting winter to see how they, they kind of, you know, add guys. And speaking of Joey Gallo uh, being adorable, I just put a picture in the war room. Uh, his first pre-shave, post-shaving pick, he, he looks exactly like a Backstreet Boy to me. Um, so that's, that was my observation anyway. So, all right, we'll stay in the correct order in the next division, I promise. Um, so, Job, go ahead, take us through your uh, AL Central division winner.
2: Well, I think this was the most popular pick among all of us. I picked it in spite of the manager. I just thought they had so much talent, uh, and I picked the Chicago White Sox. Uh, They ran away with that division, so I was correct in that assumption. Pitching, offense, they dealt with some injuries, and they were able to pull through. Uh, They lost Tim Anderson for a little while. They lost the person that I had as a top-five MVP candidate in Luis Robert for about a month uh, at the beginning of the season and then never really got on the field until August. And they were able to still make a run at it. Um, they were my pick, and I feel very confident they will repeat as AL Central champs next season.
1: Jason, go ahead. Your pick for the AL Central.
3: Okay, this is going to be a rough one for me. <laughs> um, I am the only one who picks the Minnesota Twins. Uh so I looked at their lineup. I looked at their rotation. Thank you for the golf clap, Joe. Um, I looked at their lineup. I thought, okay, decent lineup. Cruz in the middle. Polanco, you know, guys like that. Arias, like, Buxton, in in there. Okay, good. Um, top end of their rotation, Barrios, Maeda. Sure, looking good. Um, then they struggled in the first half. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. Then they traded Nelson Cruz on July 22nd. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh well, maybe uh, well, maybe, you know, maybe they're just they're, you know, just dumping some salary, maybe they don't believe him." Then they traded Barrios, and then they traded a bunch of other guys, and I went, "Oh, this is over. My my pick is just getting nuked uh right here in in the month of July." So, look, the Twins just completely fell apart. Um I was probably wrong to pick them in the first place. I don't think that they were truly built for success. I think I put too much stock in the idea that the White Sox were going to rally with everything going on with La Russa. I just I, I kind of looked at that as a broken operation. Turns out it wasn't. Um, they won whether in spite of him or just for each other. Who knows? But they pulled it together. They you know they did what they had to do and they ended up winning that division pretty handily. Um, So I probably didn't put enough stock in the White Sox, and I probably just looked at the Twins and thought, they've got the best roster next to the White Sox outside of that, you know, in that division. So that was a mistake. Um, They ended up just blowing it up and completely tanking. And I don't know what the future holds for the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if Baldelli is the guy there. I don't, you know, they just they traded away their best pitcher. Their farm system's okay, but it's not like the best. It's it's not this farm system that you look at and go, well, they'll you know give them two years and they'll be right back in it. I'm not sure that's the case. Um, so Minnesota has some work to do. I will not be picking them next year. I can tell you that as a spoiler alert for for next year's uh, preseason podcast. I will not be picking them. Uh, I think they're a few years away. So yeah. That was like throwing Mookie Betts a slider down and away. That was a big swing and a miss on
1: my part. Andrew?
0: Yeah, for me, this was my most confident pick um, of any of the divisions. If I had to put money on any of them, it would have been this one. Uh, it was the White Sox, again, like Joe said, despite uh, Tony La Russa doing his best efforts to make everyone hate him in that locker room. Having one player retire after he like called him out for Pippa to Grand slam. At
1: twenty-five.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was just a whole mess. And you know, they they did run through a lot of injuries. But Eloy passed away before the season. They had his jersey <laughs> off. That was like the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. But they they battled through it. Um there, you know, Radone had a good year again. Giolito, as we'll definitely talk about later, didn't live up to expectations, but was good enough. Um, uh, who else? Are they oh, Lance, Lance. Land was uh, just an absolute stud for them. That trade worked out great. Uh, yeah, the White Sox. I I think that's a pretty easy one that we can all agree on for next year. That they're probably hands down uh, a favorite to win that division by like eight to ten games at least.
1: Yeah, uh, Charlie. Yeah, thanks, Terry. <laughs> I uh,
4: it, I mean, following Andrew, it, it's it's pretty. Pretty much we're aligned on a lot of these picks. Um, I can say that now because it's going to get ugly for me shortly. Uh, I was the most certain about this pick. Um, Actually, I think this was my second most because there was one in the National League that I think we all agreed we thought was going to be an easy pick. Um, This team had so much talent, and even before all the injuries took place, it felt like this team should have been the first place team by a minimum of 10 games. They ended up winning by 13 Um, after everything was said and done. I don't think anything's going to change. This will still be the one that I pencil in for next year as well. I mean, just way too much talent.
1: Well, I wasn't a believer in Tony La Russa and uh, apparently I had a ton of faith in the Cleveland Indians because that was my pick and Shane Bieber got injured uh police sack I thought was uh on the on the DL at least briefly IL rather um and I just thought their pitching was good I, I thought they they would uh their pitching would kind of carry them a little bit and they would figure out the offense and it just it just didn't happen and the White Sox had 93 wins and the Indians I, did finish second but uh, with only 80 wins. So the White Sox just ran away with it. They had the only winning record in the division. Uh, so that was a that was a whiff on me. And uh, I do agree with you guys. It's going to be hard to pick against the White Sox next year. Uh, you know, unless the Royals or, or I, I don't think the Tigers are there yet. Can have like a San Francisco Giants type out of nowhere run. But, you know, we're not going to be bold enough to, to go that route. So, huge whiff for me. Even bigger whiff later on when uh, in regards to the Indians. So, uh, let's go over to the American League West. Job, go ahead. Who is your pick? Well, I picked the Houston Astros.
2: Um, it's another one that I got right. I'm not super pleased uh, with the way that their season turned out. But, um, you know, I wish they lost to us. But they were a great team all season. Their offense was just super high-powered. I don't think I will pick them next season. But in, in all reality, I don't know who's going to win the ALS next year because Oakland Athletics might be blowing it up. They just lost one of the best managers in baseball to the San Diego Padres. And uh, the Houston Astros are going to have some free agent questions uh, coming up here pretty soon.
1: Very good. Uh, Jason, who was your AL West pick?
3: Yeah, I also picked the Astros. Um, They were the strongest team from the start out. Um, They had the best lineup. They had the best rotation in my mind. Um, The only other team I considered was the Oakland Athletics, but Oakland just always seems to do something stupid midway towards the end of the year that ends up costing them. And in this case, I think they're going to look back on the Starling Marte for Jesus Lizardo trade, and they're going to kick themselves. Uh, what a stupid, stupid trade that was. They're probably going to lose medals. And, um, you know, this is the same team that let Marcus Simeon walk for whatever reason. Um, cause probably just cause they didn't want to pay him, but you know, the Astros were the best team, and I agree with Joe. Next year, the AL West is going to be really interesting. I think that division could be a toss-up. The only team that I look at that maybe won't contend is Texas, but Seattle has gotten really good. Their young talent has really stepped forward. Um, I think the Angels, if they can just get a effing pitching staff, they'll be good, um, but, you know, who knows? They'll probably go out and sign a middle infielder for too much money, knowing them. Um and I think Oakland will still hang around. Houston will still hang around. But we know they're losing Correa. Who knows what they're going to do with their manager position. I don't imagine Dusty Baker is going to be back. but No, he is. We'll
2: he is going to be back. Yeah. Okay,
3: so that's surprising. They lost their pitching up. coach, though. Their pitching coach
2: right. retired from baseball today. That was yeah, a big so, one. yeah,
3: so I feel like the Astros are going to go through a lot of changes. And that division is going to be up in the air next year. But at least for this year, it was pretty easy. It, it was the Astros. They were the best team going at the start. They had the best momentum going forward. Um, You know, this might have been one of their last real runs at it for a while, but they made the most of it, so it was a decent pick at least. Andrew? Yep,
0: um, also had the Astros, also was quite confident in that one. Uh, Just that division, no one wants to win it. I don't understand why. Well, I guess I do understand why the A's are absolutely calling it quits, but it's kind of pathetic, uh, and it's just completely unfair to their fans. the The Angels, I mean, this is totally the offseason that Arte Moreno would sign Marcus Stroman to like a forty million dollar over like ask, right? I think I think that is like their go-to move at this point. They'll be like, oh, you know what? Rendon's healthy. Might as well go for it. Um, But yeah, they're in a class of their own, but Correa's gone. Gurriel's free agent. Uh, Their catcher's a free agent. Who knows with Verlander? Who knows with any of their pitchers? Granke's gone. They have a lot of questions, and I don't know who's going to step up for them. Bregman was completely lost at the end of the season. That was It was hideous. You know that that should have been honestly one of the best subplots of the World Series there's a huge rivalry going back to pre-draft between him and Alex Bregman they were both fall, uh fighting for the first overall pick Bregman took it personally that Swanson went uh ahead of him but then Bregman's bad seventh and I don't even, did he even have a hit in the entire World Series
1: yeah he, uh, if he did
0: it was like better too
1: Yeah he had one or two yeah that was what he had Yeah that
0: and Dansby was launching, you know, go ahead home runs. So, well, we know who won that, that battle, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who's going to be their team leader next year. Who knows what happens with Michael Brantley? He's older. Jordan Alvarez is a stud, but unless you're David Ortiz and you have a great surrounding cast, DH as your best player can only take you so far. So I'll be actually very curious to see who we all pick going into next off season or next uh, start of season.
1: I wouldn't rule out completely that Correa could return. I mean, maybe they're not the favorites at this point, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to to try to make a play at keeping him. But um, my, I got this one wrong. I went with the Oakland A's. I, I don't feel bad about that. That was um, that was probably one of my more stressful decisions because the the Astros. I mean, they just went to their fifth straight alcs three out of the five they were in the world series so maybe i gotta stop picking against the astros but the the a's they have a great manager they've had a couple recent seasons where i think they won 97 wins i just kind of i skipped charlie again we'll get to charlie uh the the problem is is we're we're almost in order here, and I'm I'm after Andrew on the on the window, and so I'm thinking I'm next all the time. But anyway, I'll, I'll wrap real quick. I just I I just kind of trusted them, and and they were going to lose the division by the time Bassett got hurt anyway. If anything, that might have cost them a, a wild card berth. But um, but yeah, so I skipped Charlie again like an ass. Who did you pick, Charlie?
4: Um, I picked the ass. No, I'm just kidding. I picked the uh, Los Angeles Angels <laughs> and uh, I that's that's no what? matter folks. What?
1: Yeah, what? yeah. so
4: this is my mindset. I said during that show Shohei Otani was gonna have a ridiculous season him paired with Mike Trout. That's gonna be disgusting. I ended up being right about Shohei. I just didn't have the stones to pull the tr- uh, the plug um, or the trigger rather and have him have him be the uh, MVP of the AL I just I couldn't do it and I thought you know what if all the starters hit you have great offense as well there's a chance I couldn't pick Houston even though Houston had the most talent because I hate Houston there's a reason why Alex Bregman didn't do that well towards the end of the year it's kind of hard when no one's hitting trash cans to let you know what pitch is coming um I'm I'm over Houston and I think it's it's the end of a dynasty in Houston as well uh they were in the playoffs they'd made multiple ALCS trips Dynasties
2: require a win
4: you know, or at least at least it, one without cheating an you know? asterisk wins still a win they're gonna take it no matter what but here's the thing their team is gonna blow up Carlos Correa I don't think he's coming back uh Michael Brantley if he comes back at all it's gonna be for team friendly deal Bregman needs to figure it out Justin Verlander had like a, a pity party and the team didn't even want him to throw the first pitch in the game so uh he's gonna be outcasted out um I don't think anybody's signing up to come to Houston right now. It's not, it's not a destination city. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but Houston next year will not be my pick for the AL West either, unless they make a lot of additions and Carlos
1: Correa buys back in.
4: Cause I don't think he bought back into that team yet.
1: I think Seattle is going to be the, the sexy pick uh, this winter as far as that division, but All right, let's skip over to the National League side of it, National League East. Job. who did you pick? Well, I went with the Atlanta Braves, which I think was the most popular
2: pick uh, at the time, but I didn't go for the reasons that took them to the World Series. I didn't think that it was going to be Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, and... Eddie Rosario carrying that team I I thought it was going to be Mike Sirocco was coming back Ian Anderson in 2020 was fantastic I thought Ian Anderson was going to win the Cy Young this year obviously it didn't pan out so well for me um, and I thought their bullpen was great uh, turns out I was right about the bullpen I was wrong about the reasons why they were able to do it uh, but I stuck with that play all season long I thought they were the best team by far in, in that division
1: Jason.
3: Yeah. I also picked the Braves. And again, like Job, uh, they ended up doing it in spite of the reasons I thought, I thought Acuna was going to be the driver on that team. Um, he ends up getting hurt. Um, I thought Sirocco was going to be a big part of it. He ends up getting hurt, but the Braves just, they did what they had to do. They, they added at the deadline, they added the perfect pieces at the deadline. Guys like Adam Duvall and Jock Peterson, who you know? Other teams didn't really sniff at, and they added those guys that were instrumental parts of their postseason run. Um, Ian Anderson is a stud. Uh, Freddie Freeman had a great year. Dansby Swanson had a great year. Um, they just they had it all kind of put together. And I looked at the the rest of the National League East, and I thought, this is a group of pretenders. The Phillies are pretenders. The Mets are pretenders. I don't care that they got Lindor. I don't care that they made all these moves. They got Baez at the deadline. The Mets are still the Mets. They're pretenders. They're always going to be pretenders. Um, they they just can't get figure out their ass from their elbow. Um, so I knew that was going to be the case. And the Phillies, I just, you know, you saw that coming a mile away. It's like, you know, just with that pitching staff, it's good, but it's not perfect. That lineup is very imperfect. Um, Even though Bryce Harper had a great year, but, and you know, the Marlins are what they are. It's, you know, who cares? So um, I just figured the Braves had the best top down lineup rotation bullpen out of anyone in the NL East. So um, I'm glad I picked them. I'm glad they won because I feel like they deserved it the most, but uh, yeah, they did it in spite of a few guys that I really thought were going to be key parts of that. So hats off to them. Yeah, he
0: also went with the Braves and Ronald Acuna going down didn't help that, but somehow they battled through it, thank God. Um, I mean, thank God for baseball. You know, an Astros World Series really would have sucked. Um, They did a lot. They have so much homegrown talent, which is crazy. They went with the ragtag, like who are these castaways in the uh, trade deadline and that might work one out of a hundred times but they they hit it they got lightning in a bottle and it all worked and then they lose charlie morton and yet they still somehow still come through on this they're set up acuna makes no money ozzy Albies makes no money whatsoever um they have young talent coming up as well they should be a force because I have no faith in the Phillies with Dave Dombrowski. I have no faith in Washington. I think they're financially strained. Strasburg's going to hang above them like a black cloud. Uh, the Mets, if they ever get a GM or if Steve Cohen has to do it himself. Um, I think it's kind of a kind of their division to run with at this point and Unless they have a an extreme like 2019 Red Sox World Series, you know, we're still drunk off champagne hangover. I, I can see them being in the NLCS
2: pretty easily. What What happens if they lose Freddie Freeman? Does everyone still feel that
1: ain't I don't going <laughs> <think laughs> <losing> Freddie <laughs> they, ain't gonna they
0: would have to no insult him. It's like your, your family can't come to the games. <laughs> I think that's just, the only way just they figured, would
2: lose them. Just figured I would throw that out there, try to draw a little controversy. You know,
1: Charlie, who is your pick?
4: Oh, hey, T. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I uh, I ended up going with the Mets here. I was the only one. I was solo dolo here. Everyone went uh, with one team. I, I was the the lone soldier here. Uh, I wanted the Mets, and I thought the Mets had it. I thought as far as the rotation went, I felt really good about Thor coming back and being uh, a force once he was healthy. Mixed that in with Jake DeGrom. I just I thought the NL East was was a lock with those two. And I ended up getting punished for it. I gave Jake DeGrom some rope and he took more and hung me with it. Um, I made a trade for him in fantasy baseball in a league that Job and Terry and I are in. And he didn't even throw one pitch. I traded away (laughs) a fifth, a seventh, and a ninth to get Jake DeGrom, who did not pitch for my team. Uh, Anyways, I thought that, (laughs) yeah, it was bad. It was better. Fifth, ninth, and 11th because I traded my seventh for uh, a player with Job who also didn't do anything. I just had a really bad string of trades this year. Anyways, uh, Mets. I thought they they had it going on outside of their their issues like with management and GMs making mistakes and all sorts of hullabaloo going on. I just felt you know this team does have the talent. Unfortunately, they just couldn't stay healthy, and that's the problem. If you can't stay healthy, you can't win games.
1: The, the Mets are always going to be a perennial dumpster fire. I mean, you had Lindor fighting McNeil, and then you had players fighting fans by August, and Steve Cohen's basically pouring gasoline on his own team. And Did you see the
0: details that came out like a few hours ago about that? No, what happened? about uh
1: Lindor McNeil
0: Lindor
1: grabbed him by the throat, apparently oh. during that altercation. <laughs> yeah. That came out earlier. <laughs> wow. He doesn't strike me as that type of uh, a guy. And, and McNeil's always been known as a hothead, apparently behind the scenes. So um, that's a, uh, that is a little bit surprising, but my pick, I didn't really, I, I was supremely confident that the Braves would win this division. They have the best roster I think after seeing this season, I think Alex Anthopoulos might be the top general manager, president, whatever in Major League Baseball. I mean, he he built the Blue Jays up pretty good before ultimately leaving them for Atlanta, and he's he's built a really solid roster in, in Atlanta from you know the the rotation with Morton, Anderson, Freed, Soroka if he ever comes back, and the bullpen ended up being really solid. And I think Brian Snitker is is a very even keeled manager who who can navigate a team through a season and and that whole outfield that played in the World Series wasn't even on their spring training roster. I mean they traded for uh Peterson. He was a bench guy, albeit, but then they got Jorge Soler from the from the royals who ended up winning the uh, world series mvp and uh i'm missing one more oh uh eddie rosario they got him eddie rosario yeah they got him from the twins so that that whole outfield wasn't even there in in the first half and when
2: they bought in terry i agree with you because when they bought in was right after acuna got hurt and everyone went okay here comes the sell-off
1: right and that's when they got peterson bought yeah,
2: and they went and got Jocktober, and it worked out pretty well.
1: <laughs> so I can't be any more pr- impressed with that organization, and uh, I agree with you guys. I just I can't see them. I can't see them really losing it. They could be on one of those runs where they they won the division. What sixteen years in a row, something like that, something crazy. Probably won't get that high again, but but I, I can't see anybody overtaking them uh, for quite some time. So. Uh, that was braves for me. Let's move over to the national league central job, your pick.
2: Uh, So I'm going to be honest. I have to scroll back here because I I, I put the the sheet away, Um, but I do remember getting it wrong. So I went with the Cardinals uh, for this pick. I think a lot of people thought the Cardinals were going to have it. Um, I did not project them to win 16 straight games in September. Uh, but I just thought that they had more pieces on offense than any other team. They had the veteran leadership. Um, and I really did think they had no competition in their division to make it tough. And I, I can tell Charlie is smiling over there because I, I know he got this one right. I just, I still think that they're the best team in the NL, NL Central. And uh, I will pick them again next year, barring changes.
1: Jason.
3: Yeah, I also picked the Cardinals. Um, I was a big Mike Schultz guy, and the fact that he has now been dismissed, um, I can't say I'm going to pick the Cardinals again next year because it's going to depend on who they bring in. Um, I also thought the addition of Nolan Arenado would have more of an impact. It really kind of didn't. He didn't have a bad year necessarily, but he was you know, hes just kind of another guy. Um it was really more about Tyler O'Neal and Harrison Bader, the the you know, the strides that those guys made on offense. They were they became superstars. Um the problem with the Cardinals is that they didn't have the pitching to keep up. I mean, you're having Adam Wainwright pitching your best games in the postseason or you know, leading up to the postseason, like that's not good enough. You you need to have They're another 40 years old. Yeah, like you need to have another young stud that kind of, you know, makes his way forward and they The Cardinals seem to always produce pitching every year. This is the one year they really kind of didn't. And that might have been their downfall. Um, And I'll admit, I underestimated the pitching of the Milwaukee Brewers. I did not think that Woodruff and Burns and Peralta, those guys would deliver the way that they did. So I think Milwaukee just outpitched St. Louis down the stretch. St. Louis made a good run of it. Um, I was kind of pulling for them when they got into that wild card game, but it just wasn't enough. And I was kind of shocked to see that Schilt got uh got dismissed at the end of that. But I think it shows that uh, you know, they were kind of just a miracle team to begin with. It was they were never set up for a sustained run. And next year, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can really pick them in good faith because they've got to fix that rotation. They've got to fix the rotation and their bullpen before I can have faith that the Cardinals will be back because I, th- I don't think the Brewers are going anywhere. So um, disappointing year for them. I mean, all all that being said, you know, the, the winning streak was great, but I feel like they should have gone deeper than they did. So it was a little bit of a disappointment for me.
1: Andrew.
0: Yeah, here's another team that had to go on an absolutely ridiculous run to make this pick look halfway decent. Um, I also had the Cardinals. Uh, a lot of it had to do with Jack Flaherty going down. Uh, that definitely hurt them. Him only starting 15 games this year, throwing like 70 innings, something like that. that. He was supposed to be their ace, and that's just absolutely cr- critical uh, of a loss for them. Um, like Jason, I was a big believer in Nolan, having you know watched him countless times out here. And he didn't do a ton. And I thought, you know, you got a free year of him. Colorado somehow is paying for him. Um He had 34 home runs, but he only had 255, which is a downfall. I thought him and Goldschmidt were going to just, you know, balance, just carry each other and play off each other in that lineup, uh, you know, protection that neither of them had before. Didn't work out that way. They're going to be a year older. Uh, Good for Wainwright for getting like $19 million or whatever that is next year. Uh, it's definitely a swan song if they're in the hunt they're gonna have to go all in next year because you know that's their last dance
1: charlie hey
4: boys uh i remember big moment man this is it man i mean this is this is my uh you guys can all come to my party because this is all brewer city i called it from the gecko i was high on this team There was only a couple of pieces I felt that was keeping this from being an absolute lock to going ALCS. This is going to be my pick next year too. They don't have, even if they lose a piece or two, they're still the best team in this division. Um, My favorite National League pitcher is on this team. uh, And he's been pitching for what feels like six minutes. Uh, But Corbin Burns, what Brandon Woodruff was able to do um, even the guys that aren't as well known. Um, Lauer and uh, Peralta Hauser. is known, but Hauser and, uh, and Lauer are not as well known. Um, Burns wasn't as well known before last year, and now he won't be forgotten. Uh, he started the season off with the, and broke the record for the most consecutive strikeouts without walking a batter, which I think was broken a day later by Garrett Cole, but we don't know if he did it genuinely or not. Um, this team was absolutely insane, and I think it could have only been even more insane if Christian Jelic had remembered how to hit the ball and not been injured. Uh, this team was just insane. Absolutely insane. And they added Rowdy Tellez, which is great because then we don't have to face him in Toronto anymore. So it was a double victory there.
1: I picked the Cardinals like most of you. And I kind of, I've always liked the Brewers a lot. So I, I kind of do regret not thinking about this one a, a little bit harder than I did. I, I thought Jack Flaherty could be a top three Cy Young guy and Wainwright would be solid enough. And, and like you guys, the, the Arenado acquisition was huge. I mean, you've got Arenado and, and Paul Goldschmidt on both sides of your infield. I mean that's I know Goldschmidt's kind of faded from his Arizona days, but you never know. They could, they could have that one big season. Both are Gold Glovers too, by the way. So so I I feel like I slept on the Brewers. The big revelation for me on the Brewers this year was was uh, Peralta. I mean Woodruff's had some good years, and uh, Burns had had a little bit of hype coming into the season. More on him later, but. Um, I just I, I I feel like I whiffed on that one. I, I love the Brewers and I think Craig Council is probably the best manager in the National League. The way he you know he he navigates his pitching staffs and the team always seems to play for him. So um, good job by the Brewers, but I, uh, I I took the Cardinals and who knows. And I was a big Mike Schilt guy as well and, and was really surprised um, that he was released at the end of the year. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I think he's definitely going to have a job somewhere, but all right. So let's, uh, move over to the NL West. Probably not going to spend a ton of time on this division, but Job, who did you pick?
2: Well, this is our, this is our first unanimous pick for the show. (laughs) And it's, it's the first time we're all going to eat humble pie. So let's run through this real quick. We all picked the Dodgers obvious reasons not only did they have you know the best offense in baseball on paper they also had the best pitching staff on paper and then they went out and got turner and scherzer from the nationals uh but the san francisco giants just absolutely hung with them every step of the way uh and that was a slugfest what a great nlds that was it's a shame it wasn't a seven game series i will be picking the dodgers probably for the next two seasons. So I don't know that there's much change in there.
1: Jason.
3: Yeah. Um yeah, as Job said, we all picked the Dodgers. I just thought they were so stacked, there's no way they're not gonna win it again. The Giants ended up surprising all of us. Um good for them. It was great to see. I personally I loved it. I love the run that they went on. Unfortunately I agree with Job I'll probably pick the Dodgers again next year because Buster Posey just retired. Uh, I think that the Giants are going to go through some changes here. I don't see them going on another run like they did this year. I think they're going to take a step back. The Padres, I think they're still such an immature team, and they still have growing to do. And I don't know if that's going to happen over an offseason. I I don't think they're going to be ready by next year. The Rockies are a million miles away the Diamondbacks are a million miles away. So I feel like this is the Dodgers division going forward. I, I feel like they missed out on it this year, but they'll be right back in next year. So uh get ready. I'll probably pick them again next year.
0: Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy that it took Dustin May getting hurt, Kershaw going down, Trevor Bauer being a scumbag for all of us to like miss being unanimously right by a game. And that's kind of ridiculous. And yeah, the Giants, if, you know, they won, what, 106 this year? If they win, if they, you know, if they're projected to win 82 next year, I'll be surprised. Um, they're losing their best player in Posey, probably Gosman. Um, and I don't know what else they plan on to, you know, patchwork the rest of that. I don't see it. So, yeah, congrats. They're to the losing Dodgers. three fifths
2: of their rotation. It's that's absurd. Yeah, that's
0: not sustainable for a team that doesn't spend that much. Oh, Chris Bryant too. Um, I don't see any way that a Dodgers team, which they're going to lose Seager, but replace him with a better player in Turner. It's a juggernaut system that luckily seems to be slowing down a little bit. Um, all their international free agent, non capier players are slowly fading but they're still a force to be reckoned with.
1: Charlie.
4: I really don't want to waste too much time on the Dodgers. The the team was stacked to begin with. Andrew touched up on some of the pieces. Joe touched up on some of the other pieces, like the additions that they made. This team was like a broken team, like 99 across the board. And it was like an all-star team. You could have put up whoever, you know, you could put the Nash or the American league all-stars against the Dodgers. And that would have been a fun seven game series. Uh, that's how good they were. Um, I can't deviate from them next year. I think that's going to be another sure-bet fire pick for me, too. Even if they lose a pick or two, it's still not going to matter. The Dodgers are going to be an absolute force. They're going to win 100 games again, and it's not even going to be close. They'll probably lead the division by 10-plus as well.
1: The Dodgers actually won 106, the Giants 107. So, I mean, the Dodgers did what we thought they would do, which right. is win well over 100. It was just the the Giants had this dream season and all the stars aligned and, and they were able to, to win the race to win the division. And I think the Dodgers probably will win, uh, you know, next year and perhaps the year after. But But the Bob Melvin effect in San Diego will be interesting, I feel like he's a respectable manager he's the clubhouse is going to fall in line there shouldn't be any shenanigans so that's not going to be enough for me to pick them to beat the dodgers but it's it's going to be something interesting to watch and be interesting to see if bauer pitches at all in uh 2023 i think that's a long shot but still just
0: picked up his option today he did did.
1: right
2: he
0: has 45 million (laughs) i think i
2: think bauer's career is over but the Dodgers are going to be paying him no matter
1: what. Most likely, yeah. I mean, even if I'm not convinced he's he's actually going to be charged, but that picture, just the the face picture of his victim, is gruesome and tough to look at. And he's not going to overcome the optics of that to to resume his career. I don't think, regardless of what happens on the on the criminal side of it. But um, all right, so that concludes our division picks. So let's move on to who we thought would be the wild card teams on each side. We'll start with the American league side, Job, who were your two teams you thought would be playing that game?
2: Well, so correct me if I'm wrong, cause I only have one of these in front of me and that's the Oakland athletics. I believe my other was the Boston red Sox, but I, I could be wrong there. Um,
4: Charlie has the it. Yankees. Yeah. So uh, Job, you had the Yankees and you had the A's.
2: Okay. So I had the Yankees and the A's uh, Yankees. Obviously we talked about why they weren't good. Gallo and, and Rizzo just didn't pan out injuries there. Uh, and also the Yankees just aren't a good organization. Um, the athletics, we talked a little bit about them. When we we're doing divisions. They just didn't capitalize on opportunities. They were right there to the end. Um, they were within three games with 15 to go and they just didn't have that finish factor. Uh, And part of that is probably you lose your A's to a very scary injury, head injury, uh, in Chris Bassett. And the other part of that is it it seemed like some of these guys on the A's uh, were tired of buying into Oakland A's baseball and were ready to to cash in some contracts. Uh, Matt Olson, for example, just didn't look like he cared at the end there, frankly. It looked like he's just ready to go sign a monster deal with a team that can contend. Um, so I'm, I stand by those picks. I think I will probably not pick either of those teams to make the playoffs next year.
1: Jason, who were your two American league picks? Okay. So
3: Charlie, help me out. I had the white Sox against who?
1: Uh,
4: you had Jason the White Sox and the Rays. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. Okay.
3: So I had two playoff teams just uh in the wrong spot, necessarily. So um unlike Job, I can say that these two teams I think will absolutely be in it next year. Um the Rays are always seemingly in it. The White Sox, I think, unless <laughs> the American League Central uh really shapes up, they'll they'll be running that division again next year. So um again, I just I didn't have a ton of faith in the operations there. Um, I probably should have had more. But, yeah, White Sox and Rays are going to be around for a while. Um, I think the White Sox more so than the Rays. I could see the Rays at some point taking a step back, especially if the Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, they really all decide to spend some money, really beef up their rosters. I think at some point the the low-budget thing just will catch up with the Rays but uh, the White Sox, for sure, they they've got a hold on the AL Central until one of those teams steps up. So um, had them in there just in the wrong spot.
0: Andrew, um, I had the Twins because I thought they'd beat up on a lot of the AL Central teams for the same reason I thought the White Sox would. And Jason was kind of he had all the points. I would have brought up with Barrios and, you know, just that offense has potential, but, you know, Buxton send the table can never stay healthy when he is, he's an MVP candidate. And then I had the Red Sox and I was, um, my whole, you know, stick the whole uh, off season was positive regression and that's what happened. Uh, players showed that 2020 was just a joke. Uh, they didn't care. And they all went back to their 2018, 2019 selves. Um, You know, all the players that were you know on the roster in the on those squads, and that's what happened. And I'm glad I picked them, and I think that they'll probably be very similar for a win total next year, if not a hair better. Charlie.
4: So uh, for the first playoff team, I actually had the Indians, and that's why I didn't feel that crazy when you mentioned them to be your division. your division pick. The second team that I had was the Athletics. I didn't think the Athletics were going to be as crazy sellers, even though we all know what the A's do. Uh, the Indians fell victim to major injuries to their starting rotation, and arguably, what was supposed to be one of the better closers in James Karinchak, um, Karinchak ended up falling apart and had the yips. I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but he just could not pitch, and one of his worst games of the season was against the Red Sox. He ended up getting optioned to AAA. Uh, but they lost um, Shane Bieber. They lost uh, Plesak for a little bit. And it was just one thing after another for Cleveland. They couldn't stay healthy. Things just were not going well. I feel like the whole season, it was the Jose Ramirez and Fremio Reyes show. No one else did anything for that team. It just, two guys can't carry an entire team. And when you your, your major hitters are struggling and your rotation isn't your rotation, you have a subpar team. And the crazy thing about it all was they lost Bieber for a majority of the season. I forget how many total games he pitched, uh, 15, 10. I, I don't even remember. Um, it didn't feel like that many. And he, he was leading the league by, with strikeouts by like 20 for like a month. And then he got passed up. And even a month later, he was still in the top five. That's how good he was this year. The crazy thing was Chicago finished 13 games above the Indians. If Bieber and Plesak had been healthy, I think Chicago probably only wins by about four or five. That's how confident I feel about Bieber being an absolute star on that team. But they're going to have to add some pieces. Cleveland can't continue to sell everything off, or they're going to lose all their fans like some of the other fan bases. Uh, well, now the here's A's, the thing about
2: Cleveland, uh, though, Charlie. Like, question about Cleveland. They're going to they have DeMarco Hale, sure, but they lost Harry Francona, who's one of the best managers I think all of us can agree in baseball.
1: I think they sure. were gone by well out of it by then, anyway. And he will be back next year, right? right.
4: Go ahead, um, and then the A's, the A's. Uh, per what Job was saying about how they made a move that you know, I guess in hindsight, twenty twenty, you don't really know what you're going to get, but trading away Lozardo to get Marte left me kind of kind of wondering what was going on there
2: oh kim a won this won this uh mid trade there's
4: mid-line. no there's no question there's no question Um uh, but those are my two picks so terry i know you uh you have your two picks in front of you as well
1: yeah so i went with the white Sox and the astros as my wild card participants so they ended up being good teams jason's two teams were uh also playoff teams, just not in the right spot. But uh, with the Astros, like I said, them and the A's, I really, really struggled with who I thought would win the division. And I thought so highly of both teams that one of them was going to be my wild card team. And in this case, it was the Astros. And uh, I just thought the White Sox were going to be, um, you know, good enough to at least make the the uh, wild card. So that's uh, that's where I went there. Uh, let's move over to our National League wild card picks. Job, who did you have?
2: Uh, I-, I know for a fact I had the San Diego Padres. I, I want to think it's the New York Mets. Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong. As you my other wild card team,
4: Mets and Pods.
2: Yeah, the-, the Padres have too much talent to continue to, frankly, underperform. They traded for. Two former Cy Youngs, Blake Snell in the offseason, and then later to you, Darvish. And uh, frankly, I think a lot of people thought that they were going to contend for a World Series, myself included. And uh, that kind of just cratered. They absolutely did not have a, a good clubhouse presence. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a superstar. There's no doubt about it. He is one of the probably the two most popular players in the league for young guys and will be the face of the league for a long time, but he was hurt, could not stay healthy with that shoulder injury. Um, And their pitching, frankly, without sticky stuff, wasn't that impressive. So Larry Rothschild has been dismissed. They have hired Bob Melvin. I expect some correction to the mean there. I think the Padres will be a good team going forward. The Mets, I mean, I, I will resonate with what Jason said earlier when he talked about the Mets for the division some of the parts is just not as good as the parts individually. It's uh, They have some great talent that just could not put it together.
1: Jason.
3: So one half of this is going to look good. Um, I had the San Diego Padres facing off against the Miami Marlins as my <laughs> NL wild card. So uh, the Padres, Job touched on it. They They've got a ton of talent. Um, you know, Rothschild is out, Bob Melvin is in as manager. I think they're going to be back. I think there's no doubt about that. They've got way too much talent to not be back, so fine. The Miami Marlins, okay. So I looked at that roster in the preseason, and I thought, you know, what? it's not the worst roster I've ever seen, and I like some of their young pitching. Here's the problem: Starling Mate got traded, Adam Duvall got traded, and then you look at their pitching, it was like Alcantara pitched as much as you expected him to, but Trevor Rogers, I think, who is probably their best guy, only made 25 starts. Pablo Lopez, only 20. And then from there, it just really fell off. Their pitching never stayed healthy. Um, Their young guys were good, but they weren't quite hitting their stride. Guys like Jazz Chisholm, who they expected to really take a big step forward in their first year, just, he was good, but he didn't take that massive step forward. And they just couldn't keep up with the Mets and the Braves. So well, Jason,
2: you also forgot about Sixto Sanchez. You forgot to bring up the kind of that biggest piece.
3: Yeah, you know, so Marlins Sixto, that was that was a tough blow early on. That was uh that was a guy that I expected to have like Cy Young boats at some point. And uh that got that got nuked pretty quick. So yeah, look, I, I still think the Marlins are gonna be there. I, I'm not I'm not writing them off by any means. Um they've absolutely got so much young talent. They do need to add a few more veteran pieces. I would like to see them spend a little bit of money to beef up that lineup and not just on like one year contracts for guys who are gonna trade away at the deadline. Like, let's get in, let's let's actually dip into the free agent market and get some legit talent in here on multi-year contracts and put this thing together. Um I think they could do that, but Ultimately, I still think the Marlins are the third team in the East, maybe even the fourth, if Philadelphia really starts to pick up steam. So, look, I I took a flyer on them. I liked their roster. I liked the the direction they were going in. I just didn't expect them to kind of pack it in so quickly and become sellers as quickly as they did. So that was a shame. Um, Padres, I think they'll be right back there next year. So – Could I pick the Padres as a wildcard team next year? Yeah, absolutely. Andrew? Yeah, I
0: went with the Padres, who had full confidence in. I mean, it's hard not to when you add God knows how many all-stars to that squad, sign the best international free agent that wants to come to the U.S., and, you know, you're rotating in all-stars at, you know, God knows what position. And that didn't really work out that well. And then (laughs) – my other one was the Mets and that was mainly for the pigeon pitching, uh, pitching, but that was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Um, I don't know what's going to go on with them. I I don't think they know what's going to go on with them. I do think I will still pick the Padres next year. And I respect Jason's uh, Marlins pick. They have so much talent coming up through the pipeline, especially in the pitching department. They could turn around really quickly all their All their top prospects are legitimate, like, number one, number two starters. So, we haven't heard the last of them.
4: Charlie. So, uh, Andrew, I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving Jason his, his due by thanking him for the Marlins pick. And I appreciate you giving me my due quietly about the Angels, too. I know you didn't say it publicly, but I know deep down you were like, yes, good pick, Charlie. Uh, my my two picks, I had the, uh, the Padres, but above them I had the Braves. And uh, I had the Braves as my number one NL wild card just because I know I got grief for picking the Mets over the Braves here. Um, the Braves have a, a ridiculous team, and I thought it was going to be disgusting with Acuna. I didn't, you know, when it came to making picks for who we thought was going to be the best player – I don't blame anybody for, for making Acuna the guy because the kid has a lot of talent. They have a ridiculous rotation. They have a lot of young guys that have incredible talent. Ozzie Albies, underrated. Austin Riley, everyone knows who that is now. And then we already know what Dansby Swanson can do. Um, this team is just fun to watch, fun to play. It's going to be hard to not pick the Braves to be your, your West guy. I mean marlins could be it but i mean i'd be i think silly if i didn't at least heavily consider making my braves or making the braves not my braves making the braves the uh nl east pick there
1: i also had the padres and i'll probably be picking them next year with you guys i don't know how i feel about them long term i mean a.j preller can't be selling half the farm every trade deadline I just, I don't see how sustainable that is. Eventually he's going to have to commit to his roster, commit to some of his prospects, and we'll see. But, I mean, they're kind of trending towards the Mets of the West uh, because this point this year was a massive disappointment. They were the most disappointing team of of anyone in baseball right now for all the talent that they have. So... Again, I love Bob Melvin. I think he's probably going to be the best get as far as new managers this year. And um, ho- hopefully, for their sake, they'll they'll turn it around and continue to be a fun team. Uh, my other team was the Phillies. I think I, – I don't know how I feel about them next year, but I, I thought perhaps for a year or two, three at the most, Dave Dombrowski would sell off the whole farm, give them a decent enough roster, and I thought it would, would possibly – get them into the wild card, um, this past year. And I mean, they were contending for the division as late as the end of August and the Braves just went on that magical run and, and, uh, the Phillies couldn't get it together. And I expect the Phillies to play a lot better under a guy named uh, Joe Girardi. And it just hasn't happened. He, that's been a disappointment. You know, I think as far as, uh, how they performed under him. He typically gets a lot out of his players and just hasn't happened. The Bryce Harper era <laughs> isn't going good. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs once. So um, so Padres Phillies was uh, my pick. Neither of them made it. So uh, double whiff uh, for me. Let's go to our World Series picks. You know, the pennant winners for each side. Uh, Job we'll go with you. What was your World Series matchup? Sure. So my
2: World Series matchup, uh, uh, I didn't get either of the teams correct. I had, and Charlie, I know you're the official records keeper here, so feel free to um, tell me I'm wrong. But I had the White Sox and the Padres, uh, and I, I believe I had the Padres winning that matchup. We talked about both those teams, so I'm not going to break it down so much. But uh, I, I just thought young talent wins in this league. It's, it's the new era of baseball. We, we've seen teams like the Rays now compete because they have young talent. I thought Chicago had young talent and cheap pitching. And I thought the Padres were going to be the next dynasty out West, um, but that they were going to have to get lucky against the uh, the Dodgers. So. That was my matchup in the World Series over 2.
1: Jason?
3: Yeah, I had the Yankees versus the Dodgers, and I had the Dodgers winning. Um, again, I just went with sort of big market versus big market, money versus money. Um, I certainly didn't foresee the Dodgers spending as much as they did, and by spending I mean trading away as many prospects as they did, getting Turner and Max Scherzer Um I couldn't, in all honesty, I couldn't have told you that I expected a Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole potential World Series matchup, although I think that would have been awesome. Um, But it didn't happen because both teams choked. Um, And I say choked because I think both teams had the talent and the means to get to the World Series. Um, Maybe the Dodgers more so than the Yankees, because I think that the Dodgers are a little bit more put together together a little bit more of a professional outfit. I think the Yankees still, that leadership is not great there. But they had the talent. They just both kind of choked. Um, so I in terms of next year, I expect the Dodgers to be right back. I don't think, you know, I think they, their window, as small as it is, it's still kind of open. The Yankees, I, I said it earlier, I don't know what that team's going to do. Um, I think they've got a lot of issues going forward. And I thought one of them was their manager and they brought his stupid ass back. So um, they'll probably do the same thing next year and they won't make the playoffs. So I don't imagine the Yankees will be one of my favorite picks next year, but the Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be back.
0: Yeah, this was a uh, back-to-back for me and Jason. I had the Yankees versus the Dodgers who just felt inevitable. Um, I mean, you looked at the Dodgers going into the season and it was like, oh, their long man is going to be David price. Like, come on, that's, that's absurd. And they were trying to figure out how to, you know, where will we even pitch Tony Goslin? And it, it was just an embarrassment of riches. They signed Corey Nabel. And how do you do that? So they could have made every game legitimately a five inning game. That's all they needed. And injuries reared their ugly head. Uh, that's pretty much all that held this team down. Uh, uh, Urias took a huge step forward. I think Dustin May probably would have. I think they would have felt really good about the direction of their team post Kershaw. Uh, um, I don't even know how you can say post Bauer. Um, but with Walker Bueller, you know, taking over that number one starter slot, I think that they're going to be a f- uh, the favorite next year. No matter what happens with Bellinger, I think there's a lot of questions with him. If Does he get tender to contract? There's a lot of questions regarding that. But I, I think their pitching is going to be the best in the league uh, once again. Charlie?
4: Uh, for me, I went with the two teams that on paper seem to be the two teams that deserved or Bought the best teams, and that was the Dodgers in the National League, which we all, for the most part, felt was the best team in all of baseball. And then I went with the White Sox because I went with sheer talent, sheer firepower, both on the mound and at the plate. And to me, it's just we've already talked about it. The Chicago White Sox are going to be a team to be – they're going to be a force. They're going to be a force in the American League, and the Dodgers will continue to be a force on the National League. The Dodgers were able to do everything they were able to do, even with all of the drama and injuries and suspensions and everything. And they still won 106 games and one of their starters wasn't even there for half the season. So it's not a far cry to say, yeah, I could see those two teams being the the final two for me again, just because those teams are again going to be insane.
1: I had, oh my God, here it comes, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest boneheaded pick of this whole show. I had the Indians going to the World Series. It was bad enough I picked them to win the division. I just, I thought we were going to see some magical stuff with the pitching. I thought the offense, again, would figure it out. I don't want to spend any more time embarrassing myself. I've already admitted it was the dumbest pick that any of us made. And uh, I'm going to try not to be that guy next year. And then the Dodgers, I mean, you guys went over a lot of it. You lose Kershaw. You lose Bauer to all that creepiness. 37-year-old Max Scherzer ran out of gas in the NLCS. Walker Bueller had probably his worst career playoff series. In two starts, only lasted seven and two-thirds innings, gave up six earned runs, wasn't sharp, and the entire team basically stopped hitting in in, in that series. The, the offense was anemic for as potent as it should have been, and so they fell a little short. I thought maybe Dave Roberts, maybe they would move on from him finally, but um, I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I think it already would have, but... Um, so I don't feel bad about that pick. I mean, we, most of us had the, had them going and, and, uh, bonehead Indians pick. And, um, yeah, I won't be, uh, boldly picking them to do much next year. Let's move on. We just got a couple of categories left. I'm kind of impressed. We're at the hour and eight minute mark, kind of moving right through it. Uh, let's go with our Cy Young winners. Why don't we just do both uh, sides all at once? So, Job, who did you have as your AL and NL Cy Young winners?
2: Sure. So I went with Lucas Giolito in the American League side. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. We all thought the White Sox were going to dominate. He's supposed to be their ace. Uh, he had what most would describe as an off year. He was not the best pitcher on that staff, let alone in the American League. Wasn't really even in the conversation uh, after May, uh, based on the start that he got off to, but I do expect him to bounce back. He'll be in the conversation probably when we have, you know, this episode in the spring. On the National League side of it, I think I had the most out there pick. I went with Ian Anderson, who I think should have pitched better down the stretch. He did come out hot, and in May, people were talking about him being in the running. Uh, alongside another player we're going to talk about in in a moment here, but he ended the season with a 3.58 ERA. Uh, he got a World Series ring, so he could care less about the Cy Young. But uh, I do expect him to, over the next two seasons, emerge as one of the best pitchers in baseball, and I think he'll win a Cy Young over the course of that time.
1: Jason, both your picks. So for the
3: American League, uh, I won't spend much time on it. I had Shane Bieber. Um, Unfortunately, he was hurt most of the year. Um, When he's healthy, he's one of the best, but he was not healthy this year. I expect him to bounce back next year, but uh, right off for this season and for the National League, I had Walker Buehler, who was fantastic this year, Uh, 16-4, and ERA under three. Uh, He was lights out. I thought he was probably the best pitcher on the Dodgers staff until Scherzer got there um, in the last month and a half or so. Um, unfortunately in the playoffs, he was disappointing. He was not as good as he could have been, but Walker Bueller is going to be contending for the Cy Young. I don't think he's going to win it. I think he's going to fall just short, but he was fantastic this year. Um, he's really coming into his prime. He's going to get more Cy Young votes as the years go on. He'll probably end up winning one at some point. He's just that damn good. So, um, Unfortunate for Bieber, but Walker Buehler, he was awesome this year.
1: Hey,
3: Andrew?
0: Yeah, I also went Lucas Giolito. I thought he had a very good chance of being the best pitcher, obviously, since I picked him. That's kind of redundant. But uh, I thought he was going to take a huge step forward. I thought he was mismanaged a few times, quite frankly. We saw him get left out on the mound at Fenway for absolutely no reason by La Russa when he was – I think he had given like seven runs up in like three innings. And – that obviously doesn't help the candidacy. And I don't know. He had he just had a weird year. Uh, I, I fully believe he'll bounce back next year. And then my second pick was the perennial favorite, Jacob deGrom. Uh, his numbers were freaking stupid. Uh, he put up a five-war in only 15 games. I, I actually didn't know that was humanly possible until I just looked it up. I was like, I had to like look down. I was like, wait, did he pitch more than I thought? No, he pitched 15 games and had a war of five. I, that is absurd. I don't recall him giving up any runs other than the time the the Red Sox, went. they beat him, beat him one, nothing. It was either Pavetta or Garrett Richards uh, faced him in arguably the best Red Sox game of the year. Uh, he'll be back and he'll be providing all of his own offense yet again next season
1: charlie
4: this is the moment that you've all been waiting for (laughs) so my two picks i had bieber i was high on the b on the Biebs, and i was high on someone that andrew i do not recall your direct quote but i believe it was along the lines of Are you effing crazy or something like that? Because I was the only one that picked him. And here's the thing. Andrew has been right the most out of everybody in this group. And it's not even close. He's been right more than probably the next two combined. But I got Corbin Burns right. So I will take my one victory this year right now. Corbin Burns was absolutely lights out. One run allowed through the first four games, and that was a solo home run. He had one hitters through his first two games, and everyone's like, eh, no, nah, it's whatever. It's still early. This guy was fire. Literally the most fun pitcher to watch. And if he had a little bit more run support in some of these other games, there's no way that Corbin Burns doesn't win 15 or 16 games. And here's the best part Corbin Burns should have won 15 games this year in the games he played. That's not even counting the five games he didn't play because he was injured. So this guy is probably going to be my NL Cy Young next year too, and I hope he breaks Garrett Cole's record for most strikeouts in a row without a walk. This was the happiest pick I made all year, along with the Milwaukee Brewers, because when you pick someone that no one else really knows about or you're picking someone that people don't feel that confident about, it feels good to get one really, really right. And that was Corbin Burns. I would love for him to come on the show for five minutes, just to be like, what's good. Uh, he's just exciting. And I would love to see him, you know, pitch in Boston one day. That would be amazing.
0: Uh, Yeah. I, I don't remember saying that. I admittedly blacked out during my like Juan Soto rant, but um, yeah, Corbin Burns had a great year. It, I'm looking at his stats right now. He had a 5.7 war. That just makes the DeGrom thing even more absurd because Burns deserves the Cy Young. And I again, I, I don't know the numbers. I was just looking at there.
4: DeGrom went off when he was healthy. Corbin Burns went off. And I think part of the reason why he did what he did was because not a lot of teams had the blueprint on him. The guy was going six innings, striking out 10 guys. It felt like he did that like every single game. It was like six innings, 10 strikeouts, six innings, 10 strikeouts. I don't think – I think on paper, because I drafted him in fantasy baseball in both leagues because I love this guy, he had more games where he pitched six innings and that's it as opposed to six and a third, six and two thirds, five and two thirds, five innings, or if he got rocked because he only had like one or two bad games this season – Um his ERA was under 2.5. His whip was .94. He had 240-some-odd strikeouts, and he won, I think, 11 games this year. I- I'd have to look back. But um, I- one of my favorite players in baseball, and this is what's good for the game. These young kids that no one knows about. Anderson, the-, the pick by Job, was also special. It was also great because, admittedly so, I didn't know that much about him, and I was pretty excited to see him pitch. Um, a couple extra games uh, after the regular season was over. I, I'm I'm really happy with some of the picks that we made, and I like that there was a major variety too.
1: I went with the popular American League pick with Lucas Giolito. Andrew did make some good points. Uh, Larusa hung him out to dry a couple of times. There were even a couple of games in the in the seventh inning where he had a close lead and was still in there when he probably shouldn't have been. so there, there were multiple times where he was hung out to dry. He had a mid threes ERA wasn't super spectacular but still pretty solid and uh, helped them uh, get that um, runaway first place uh, win in the AL Central so he'll he'll be back. I, I thought his upward trajectory would just kind of would just kind of, meet the team's upward trajectory and you know just kind of you know sail to the top of the uh, Cy Young voting but we'll see he's going to be a perennial contender big whiff on my second one I didn't have a great season as far as any of this went Um, I think the last full season 2019 I picked five out of the six division winners the Phillies was my only wrong one I had them win in the Central, but uh my, my whiff in the Cy Young National League side, I had Aaron Nola. He had an ugly four six three ERA. Uh wasn't even the best pitcher on his team. That was Zach Wheeler, who uh may win the Cy Young, who knows? Uh if if Burns doesn't win it, but uh we'll see. But but not not great there. Let's uh, get over to the MVP's Job. Who did you have winning? Well, I had
2: I had probably the two worst picks uh, of all of us. <laughs> I did. No, I think on, I did. On both sides. I went with Yon Mankata of the Chicago White Sox on the American League side, who had a good season, um, but not MVP worthy. Wasn't even probably in the top 10. Probably won't be finishing with any MVP votes. So that's unfortunate. And on the National League side of it, I went with... Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who couldn't stay healthy uh, with that shoulder. And we talked already about the implosion that was the San Diego Padres. I thought, you know, he was going to carry them to the next level of national stardom. And his swagger and electricity was going to basically bring the Padres to a, a national favorite to win for years to come. And unfortunately, just wasn't healthy, didn't get it done.
3: Jason. So I had for the American league, um, I had Aaron judge and the national league. I had Ronald Acuna. So we all know what happened with Acuna. He got hurt, missed the rest of the year. Um, So he was out automatically. Honestly, Aaron judge. I don't feel like was too far off. He had a great year. He was probably the only representable Yankee on that offense. Um, 287, just shy of 40 homers. He hit 39 this year, but he was he was dynamite. He was probably the only Yankee that was worth watching this year, at least on offense. Um, the problem is that Vladdy Jr. and Shohei Otani just went off this year and decided to have their own two horse race and left everyone else in the dust. So um, Aaron Judge was great. I I want the Yankees to trade him so bad because I actually like the guy. I like the guy as a player. I, I hate seeing him wasted on the Yankees. Like, I want him to go to a team where, like, he's actually appreciated and he matters. I feel like Yankee fans don't appreciate him enough. Um, Aaron Judge is a really good player, and I know we're supposed to hate him because he's a Yankee, but he's probably the one guy, they always say, if you could take one player from the Yankees and swap them, you know, who would you do? It, like, Aaron Judge is the guy I would take from them absolutely 100%. Um, he's He's... A really good player. He stayed healthy for pretty much all this year. He played 148 games, so you know you can't really knock him for the health thing anymore. Um, again, he just was unlucky because Flad Jr. and Ohtani just went off this year. So um, Acuna, he'll be back. He'll he'll be healthy again. He'll be back. He's a, he's an absolute stud. So I expect him to be right back in the MVP race in the National League next year. So I like both these guys. I don't see them going anywhere.
0: So with mine, I'm fairly confident that I hit the AL one. I picked Shohei Otani. I th- thought he was going to have a good season. I didn't think he was going to have this good of a season, but I thought uh, just in the day age of baseball, we're in with uh, war kind of dominating the awards and kind of the notoriety and all the writers kind of being in on that. I thought just, the you know the accumulation between his pitching and hitting would add up, and it absolutely did. With you know, he had a nine WAR this year, which is ridiculously good. But he also was the talk of the league. Uh, I was at the All Star game, the Home Run Derby. The amount of international media that was there just for him it was it was unbelievable, quite frankly. And that's what the game needs. So. He absolutely will be the cover of baseball next year. Hopefully he stays healthy. And then for the NL, I picked Ted Williams, Juan <laughs> Soto. Uh, yeah, Juan Soto is absurd. Uh, I don't need to go on about this. He literally just turned 23 in only 464 games. He's already got, I think, a total, like 20 war. That's not that, – that doesn't happen. And no one was even pitching to him this year. He it was Barry Bonds esque with his uh, intentional walks, which have pretty much been eliminated from baseball at this point. If he gets protection in the lineup, this guy could win five MVPs hands down. Uh, the, the sky's the limit for him. He's going to be baseball's first five hundred million dollar player. He's not even going to ask for four. And I, you know, I I hope he stays healthy because he's great for the game. And this is what we need. This is the player that we need in the game to get young people interested in it. Charlie.
4: Uh, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to say that Andrew and I, um, you know, typically we, we disagree on a lot, but we were both 100%, 150% in on one Soto. Um I just, I just have his Andrew's voice in my head saying, I love Juan Soto. I would give him, I would give the farm up for him. Uh, I want the Red Sox to make a move for him. Everything's about Juan. So that's how good this guy is. Even after missing a ridiculous number of games, Juan Soto, uh, actually, the second to last month of the regular season, ended up walking 35 times was hitting 404, and I don't even know how many of them were intentional. He had one, two, three, four, four games where he got walked three times or more. That's literally insane. So I had him for my uh, my National League uh, MVP, and I truth be told, I didn't think it was going to happen halfway through the season because he just wasn't there. Uh, and I had Mike Trout, who literally was not there. Um So, I completely ate it on the first one, but uh, was happy that Juan Soto was able to turn it around. Uh, As far as the picks went, literally, Andrew had five, right? The next two people combined had six. So, he literally did do the best out of all five of us. Incredible. So, Andrew, well done.
1: Here we go. I'll start with the one I don't feel that bad about. Uh Mookie Betts was my National League MVP. I just thought I, there was enough offense around him and he was just going to have a great offensive year that he he could potentially lead a bunch of categories and uh didn't have a good first half, had a very good second half. So Um, He'll probably win at least one or two more MVPs, but uh, 2021 wasn't one of them. And uh, my other bonehead move, picked Alex Verdugo to win AL (laughs) MVP. He came, albeit in a shortened uh, season in 2020, hit 308, 367 OBP. I figured he'd probably have, you know, the most home runs of his career, in 2021. And I thought he might be able to build on what he had in 2020. I knew it was an under the radar move, but from a Red Sox standpoint, he's one of the players I'm probably the most disappointed in, in 2021 for how he performed. He wasn't terrible, but I expected a lot more. He fell down in the order by the end of the year. Um, Obviously trading for Schwarber had a, had a part in that, but he just wasn't thriving at the top of the order. So if he's not traded this winter, um, hopefully, hopefully 2022 will be the best year of his career. And no, I am not going to pick him again to win uh, the MVP. So um, let's just wrap with our Red Sox win totals. I meant to get to this a little bit sooner than now. Uh, Job. what was your uh, record for the Red Sox? Well, I was the second most obvious,
2: uh, or rather most uh, positive host uh, behind Andrew, which is, seems to always be the case on the midweek show. We, we like to be positive. I had the Red Sox winning 85 games, and I still think that that's probably closer to the team that they are than their actual record, um, but... They overperformed in a lot of ways. I don't think that they will make significant improvements this offseason. In fact, I will probably give them the same record prediction next offseason. Or next season, rather. Uh, because I think they are due for, as Andrew said at the beginning of the show, regression. I don't think that this team is as good as they performed this season. And I was at some of those great games. I was at that Yankees wildcard game. Charlie and I were at that Astros game in in the playoffs. I just think that this team is is due for major regression. uh, And starting next week, we're going to be breaking that down. So 85 wins.
1: Jason?
3: Yeah, I had them at 83 wins. So I had them at uh, 83 and 79. So um, I wasn't hugely optimistic going into this year. I did not expect Nathan Avaldi to take the step forward that he did. Um, Because I looked at their rotation. I said, you're not going to have Chris Sale. So you got Eduardo Rodriguez and Nathan Ivaldi and a bunch of question marks. Um, Ivaldi was dynamite. Pavetta was much better than I expected over the course of the whole season. Um, The offense was up and down, and then obviously I think they got a boost by adding Schwarber at the deadline. But I agree with Job. They overperformed. This is not The, the team that you saw this year going all the way to the ALCS. I don't think that's really who they are um I think that they're a good team not a great team so are they the dregs of the league no absolutely not they never will be They're the Red Sox right so I, I think that as long as that core of Bogarts Devers whatever is intact they'll never be the dregs but looking to next year I mean I would love to say well I'll bump up that number a little bit more if they go and spend in free agency or get some new guys but are they going to spend I don't think that's their mentality right now. I think their mentality is, let's not spend. Let's try and get some cheaper guys in here who might help, and let's at least be good enough to crack a wild card or at least contend for a division. So I'm not sure my number will change all that much next year um, because I don't know what their mentality is in terms of spending or free agency or whatever. But, yeah, certainly I had them at 83 they proved me wrong. Um, they are much better than I thought. I had them ruled out multiple times this year, as many of you on Twitter have astutely pointed out. So thank you for that. Um, and, yeah, you'll probably all do it again next year when I rule this team out in June next year. But <laughs> that's just kind of the way I am. So um, I had them at 83 ne- this year. Next year, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Andrew? Yeah, um, I had them at
0: 87 this year. I, I felt really positive about them. I just knew they weren't as bad as they showed last year. And actually, the one, <laughs> the most accurate pick I think I had was on a show that me, Job, and Terry did and it was our Red Sox MVP. And I went hard on Hunter Renfro. I, I picked him as the Red Sox MVP. I said, you know, you know what you're going to get from Devers, Bogarts, and JD. But I really felt positive about hunter renfro and he definitely uh came through this year and it was great and i don't know if they're going to get that production out of him next year if he's on the team next year obviously he's doing you know to pretty much double his salary um but i think that they will spend i you know i don't think i've wanted a shortstop i've wanted him to at least kick the tires on correa don't know if it's going to happen i'm hopeful uh i just think that they will use their funds correctly and I do see this being an 88 to 92 win team which that might not be good enough uh, if they keep the current playoff format because the Blue Jays will be good unless they lose Ray and Simeon and the Rays will be good because that doesn't make sense and it always happens and who knows what the Yankees do but I expect it to be an exciting season all through like throughout September
4: Charlie Here we go, guys. Um, As Ashton Kutcher did in that movie, I was wrong. Um, I will be probably the most positive out of the five of us with my most wins above 2021. Uh, You guys may not deviate too much, but I definitely will probably have the most wins. I thought I actually had 71. I had it written down here as 7092, which uh, was pointed out and called out uh, earlier on. I did not have much faith. Uh, the first three games of the season, we lost against Baltimore, who tied for the worst record in baseball, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, with, uh, I think it was 50-some-odd 50, 50 wins. It was, it was not a good season for them. Um, and then we proceeded to win a boatload of games in a row. I think it was like, what was it? The first win streak that we had, was it eight in a row?
1: Something like or that. Nine. Nine, nine.
4: nine. Okay. yeah. So we go on three, then we go nine and three and I'm sitting there like, Oh wow, here we go. Like Charlie, you were wrong. You were wrong, wrong. And I've been wrong before. And I'll be the first one to say it. I'm not that guy that says I was right every time. No, I, I could not have been more wrong about this team. And definitely I think we overperformed in relation to where the team actually was, but they made a fool out of me a lot sooner than I thought. Um And I was wrong. Uh I, I don't think they're going to, they're, they're going to lose 90 games next year. I don't think they're going to win just 70 games. I want to make that apparently uh, very clear. Uh, they're definitely going to be a minimum 500-win team uh, next year. I'd be shocked if they lost more than 82. Uh, the team does have good blueprints moving forward. They have a lot of stars in the making coming up, and now it's about time to see them start to, to light up.
1: I was also uh, on the negative side. I had them at 78 wins, 86 losses. And it was a season that we'll probably never see again. Uh, you know, with the type of path that we took uh, to get all through 162 games. That first half, we were just phenomenal. And it, it was, I knew by June they were going to exceed my uh, 78 win total. Um, but I, preseason, I just wasn't a believer in the pitching staff. I wasn't a believer in Evaldi. Certain, like Jason said, I didn't think he was going to be quite as stout. I hated the Richards signing. Um, I thought Perez would be a little bit better than what he was. Um, I, the Pavetta had terrible numbers, uh, career numbers coming in. So that was, uh, that was the root of my, uh, you know, my negative outlook. As far as twenty twenty two, I definitely will have them with a winning record. I, I, I think winning the division at this point is a long shot, but I wanna see what Bloom does. I, I don't see why we're not gonna be competitive uh all the way through, but um so I, I'd say they'll probably win at a minimum of uh you know, upper eighties, something like that. So we will wrap on that i uh I will uh anoint myself as uh the worst of the hosts as far as predictions go. <laughs> I had some bonehead moves, Charlie, you got something
4: yeah, so uh it it came down to who had the most correct picks. Andrew had five uh job and I had three Jason and Terry had two. okay. There you have it. You
1: hear that, Jason? We, we tied. You're as yeah. sucky as I am.
3: Yeah, we're we're equally sucky, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll be smarter in uh, 2022 for sure. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we've got some uh, some opt-in, opt-out uh, decisions, uh, mostly with JD and uh, Kyle Schwarber. Looking like opt-outs for both, but uh, we will be back as soon as those developments happen or perhaps uh, something else. Tim Hires won't be back as the hitting coach. We didn't uh, think that was a, a, a big enough reason to come on and talk about, but they've performed very well offensively under him, so he will uh, move on. Eddie, I don't know how to say is it Fatsay, Fatsay, something like that? Uh, is, he was the assistant hitting coach and has basically been promoted um you know as as the regular hitting coach so anyway we'll be back as things develop i do expect uh, a busy couple of weeks anyway so uh stay tuned and uh, everybody have a good rest of your week take care